Thank you, Bill. Come on in. Make yourself at home. And um, this was really the last slide in the PowerPoint presentation. So uh, Gil and I were talking about, and I thought, you know what, we really need to go here. We need to, uh, you know, uh, begin with the end in mind. Uh, this is not a solicitation for people to go out and get professional help. I just wanted you to know up front, okay, that this subject of depression and anxiety and worry, uh, as you'll see later on the slides, you know, it touches 350 million people worldwide. This impacts, this impacts all of us in some way, okay? I know it has me and continues to struggle with it uh, in, in different areas, okay? So here's what I, I want to make sure that we wanted to keep the, uh, the atmosphere a little lighter, but we don't want to make light of, of those needs, of those that are going through it, have experienced it, and will experience it, okay? So I just really wanted to lay that groundwork. Professional help uh, is out there, um, called Bill, the elders, or whatever, uh, if this is impacting you or your loved one, okay? And so also tonight, uh, 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 please, if you have questions or you share some things, uh, it will probably be from personal experience, whether it be from your parents or sisters, brothers, or even you personally. But I'm, I'm desiring and hoping that you will feel at ease and feel safe in here tonight, okay? And, um, and, uh, and there are some strategies. There are some things that we can do, and that's uh, uh, not, not everyone needs to see a therapist or a counselor. There are certain things that we can do. The more I've studied this, and, or, and please understand, I am not an authority on this by any means. We've got some clinicians in here and anything that you might share and add to and take from, please do, okay? Uh, so, uh, and anything that you might have to share from experience-wise. So anyway, uh, you can see there, that's Waldo, okay? No one asks, how's Waldo? Usually they ask what? Where's Waldo? And Waldo is all over the world, okay? He travels the world. Okay, and does a lot of different things. And, uh, but anyway, we all, we all at times need someone to ask, Paul, how are you doing? And really genuinely wanting to know. Okay? And that's how we as a body of Christ, the church really can do minister to one another. Okay? It's extremely important. And uh, so anyway, I just wanted to lay that groundwork, all right? Here we go. Come on in. Make yourself at home. We're just one big family, okay? And different times you have a hint. Uh, it should be, uh, you know, one per family if you could. There may be times I'm going to ask you to, to read something for me, okay? I don't like to do all the talking. Okay, and I've got resources that I've shared as a resource list in the back, uh, all of you, I'm sure, uh, if, if you do any reading at all, um, are familiar with Max Lucado. And this comes from Anxious for Nothing. And he says, Christians battle anxiety. Jesus battled anxiety, for heaven's sake. 
In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed three times that he wouldn't have to drink the cup. Matthew 26, 36 through 44. His heart pumped with such ferocity that capillaries broke and rivulets of crimson streaked down his face. He was anxious. Hear this. Anxiety is not a sin. It is an emotion. Depression does not mean that you are not a Christian or you're a bad Christian or whatever. Like, I should have more faith. Uh Uh-uh. It is something, okay, that goes on in our brain and our, you know, uh, you know, when you look at... um, uh, DSM, I mean, you know, as we're going back through it today, and you clinicians know there, there are so many depression diagnoses with mild, moderate anxiety, and so on and so forth. And Doc knows that too. And so uh, sometimes we just say, hey, no, you know, I'm, I'm, I must be broken. I'm not no good. And that's not true. Okay? The evil one wants you to believe that. And that goes back to the story we tell ourselves. How many, okay, here's the story that I would tell myself, oh my, I'm a marriage and family therapist. I'm laying in the middle of the bed at night thinking about this presentation. What if I mispronounce a part of the brain? Oh no, they will think I'm incompetent. And what if I say something that's not right? Oh my, I will never have a private practice in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many have gone that direction? Some of you ladies, hey, I'm going to host the reach group. Dinner. What if? Add something to that, ladies. What if? My house is dirty. My house is dirty. <laughs> what? And then they will think that I don't have it together. Don't have it together and... If I don't have it together, then my children won't make the soccer team. And then if they don't make the soccer team, they're not going to go to college, okay? And then we'll, you know, they'll end up being homeless. You know what I'm saying? That's an extreme. But how many times have we used that to spiral downward in our thoughts? Yes, raise your hand. Men, we've done it with our work. Okay, we've done it with our children. Uh, we've done it in relationships, ladies, the same way, okay? So just saying that, all right? So, but here's the thing. Jesus didn't stay anxious. He entrusted his fears to his heavenly Father and completed his earthly mission with faith. He will help us do likewise. There is a pathway out of the valley of fret, okay? We just can't stay there, okay? And the stories at times, which are a lot of times are shame-based, they do. Second, second one. I got to move a little faster. Okay. Will somebody read that poem for me, please? Someone that likes to read, read that for me. I like to read. Please do. Okay. I am by Helen Malikot. I was regretting the past and fearing the future. Suddenly, my Lord was speaking. My name is I am. He paused. I waited. He continued. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not. I was. 
When you live in the future with its problems and fears, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not I will be. When you live in this moment, it is not hard. I am here. My name is I am. Probably could end the lesson right there. Okay, really could. That, that just pretty much sum, summarizes everything. Because most of the time, our worry and our anxiety is where? Future or in past, okay? And we're trying to deal with something that's already, the sun is already set, okay? Or something that might happen. But when we're in this moment, in this moment, okay? That's where God is. That's where Christ is. And that's where we need to be. Now, please understand, I'm not saying we don't plan for the future. No matter one of the things that we'll say, one of the things that helps in anxiety is to set goals. Okay? It triggers your dopamine, which is a good thing. Okay? But being in the I am. And so that's really lesson one. Be present. Be present in the moment. Have you ever been with someone who is not present with you? That is a, what we would call a cardinal sin as a therapist, isn't it? Not being present with those that we're sitting with. But that's true with any of us, whether we be a husband or a spouse. Okay. Next one. What is depression? Bad news. We don't know exactly what depression is. And as I said, estimated over 350 million people suffer from depression worldwide. We do not understand depression in the same detailed way as we would understand Parkinson's or uh, 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 Alzheimer's or other brain uh, disorders. But the good news is we know the symptoms and brain regions and neurochemicals involved in many of the causes. I am no neuroscientist. I am no brain expert, please, okay? But I know that, my, there's so much new information out there, so many exciting things happening in neuroscience, neuroscience and faith. It's really powerful. In a complex system like the brain, small changes can sometimes have big effects. When we're dealing with depression or we're dealing with anxiety or just excessive worry, sometimes we're overwhelmed. We think something big has got to happen. No. In conflict, in chaos, in confusion, little things make huge differences. I was with a young man this afternoon, very closed off, uh, experiencing some of these things, and I'll be very selective in what I say, but I brought a game, he's a teenager, I brought a game of bounce off, anybody know about bounce off, seen it, brought a game, my first time with him, he probably didn't say more than 20 words. This time, it was like the wall fell. And his parting words with me, I said, listen, I know you don't know me real well. His parting words with me, I said, and you, you're not, we've not yet gained each other's trust, or you've not gained my, you know, I've not gained your trust. And he said, he gave me a fist bump, and he says, you have my trust. A little game. It was the game, okay? A little game. 
that I'll use. Small things make huge differences. What depression looks like? Well, you tell me, what does depression look like or feel like? This is not saying that you have it, but you've seen it and been a part of it and you're aware of it. What does it look like? It's like the world's caving in. Just, that's right. Just <laughs> caving in. What else? Don't want to get out of bed. Ah, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to get out of bed. Yes. You either, you know, you either, what now? Oh, oh, yes. Overwhelming distractions. Everything. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about that. It's like a traffic jam in our brain and our circuitry. It can also look like you're just fine. What now? I said it can also, you can look like you're just fine. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. That is right on. Do you understand? Depression is what I think what I understand is right. is to be a stable state. It's a stable state that your brain says, hey, let's, let's stay here. At least things are stable. And, I, and when I read that, I thought, no, no. And, but when you think about it, okay. So you can put on that thing that things are fine. Yes. Yes. And, and some of us are quite skilled at it. Highly skilled. Oh, yes. Isolation. Isolation. Very definitely a part of it. Yeah. Did you put all of them up there? Yeah. Okay. So they're up there. All right. So you see, that's what it looks like. Okay. Uh, fatigue, loss of energy, like staying in bed, and so forth. I think lack of sleep is a big one. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I have, uh, I have, I have a, like I said, I'm, uh, you know, you know, not making it about me, but I mean, I have those two and three o'clock in the morning visitations. Okay. All right, and. Uh, Yes. Yes. The sleep has such healing to it. Being able to sleep deeply and uh, deeply and sleep well. Okay. Extremely important. Sleep is extremely important. Good insights. Any hey at any time, please. Things you got questions, share whatever comes to your to your mind. All right. As I said, depression is like a traffic jam of the brain's neural circuitry. Okay. I'm using some of Lucado stuff. I'm using Lucado stuff. Some of the practical stuff. And and let me just say that that his book is an excellent book. Uh, Ron passed out a copy. I think Christy shared it with him. And so there at Hope Works. But anxious for nothing. Okay, is an excellent resource. It really is. It's really, really good. And a lot of more information here about depression, worry, and anxiety. I, I've got the resources in, 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 in the packet there, but two really good books, okay? Really, really good books that, uh, that's, that's, that I want to make sure. And so it's not all this stuff is original with me. It really it comes more from those guys. Coaching point, calm, okay? The first one here, and it comes from Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Somebody turn to Philippians 4, 4 through 8 for me, please. And, in, and here in a minute, I'll just ask you to read that whole passage. But let me just begin by saying here, celebrate God's goodness. Celebrate God's goodness. Someone there? Okay, read it for me, please. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Rejoice. Okay. Celebrating God's goodness. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Okay. Share something with me that you're rejoicing about. What's something you've got to rejoice about tonight? I got something to rejoice about. What you got? Oh, so basically I started at Walmart probably a couple days ago. So I'm working 2 to 11. And basically I just, I feel like God in supernatural ways has been telling me to apply my best effort in everything that I do. Because what I'm going through now is a stepping stone into my future. So... I mean, I, I, I like jewelry a lot, and I feel like God has been dropping these things onto me. Just little gifts. All right. Fantastic. I like it, all right? Okay. That's all right. Seeing the goodness of God just dropping these things on me. Okay. What we do on Sunday morning, we worship and we come to praise, praise and celebrate. Okay. We do. The more I'm, the, I've been a member of the Lord's Church for, you know, I don't forget how many years now, since 1973, okay? So I guess that's what, 34 years, okay? And, uh, you know, 45, oh, excuse me, I can't, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, yeah, longer than that, okay? No, actually, I had a second conversion, you know, no, no, no not, uh, just kidding. But uh, when I begin to look at this, how important the church and the body of Christ is to each of us, okay? Just more so than, you know, just doing ministry and doing some great things and impacting people. We need each other, okay? We need each other. And so celebration, coming together to celebrate is, is, is a powerful thing to do. Sometimes it's hard for us to get out of bed, but being able to get up and to come into the presence, not only to celebrate, but to be with someone. And when someone sees you, shakes your hand, do you realize, and I love, come on through, I love to shake, there's not many guys that can shake hands like him. He's got a vice grip, okay? But you know why? I'll shake his hand every time, okay, trying to test him too, okay? But oxytocin flows. A hug flows. All of those things, okay, that lift our spirits. And we talked about the fact that if we isolate, we're not getting that. Okay? I'm sorry, I'm getting a little preaching. I've got to go on. Can I, can I talk about that? Please do. We, we come to celebrate, and we want to be seen, and we want someone to shake our hand, and we want someone to, to bring us in. The other side of that is, is when you come, and you're not seen. And so, mm. and, and so we all have a responsibility not only to celebrate but to bring people into our celebration yeah and so I just look for those who are isolated on the exterior of the auditorium or the seats or whatever and go shake a hand and go see them go see them makes a difference great point great point yeah this is not rocket science okay as you can tell little things make huge differences okay even to add on to that, is having a conversation today about um, when you don't see people for a while, that we call about bringing people in, but some of the people that you're around that all of a sudden 
aren't there, may not be there for a reason, and they're just waiting for somebody to recognize and reach out to mm, Great point. So making sure that we're being aware of those people that, you know, have been around that, that aren't any longer for whatever reason. Oh, beautiful point. Now, and what happens is sometimes when we get caught up in our own stuff, okay, we're not able to do that. Now, that's not to put a guilt, but, but we're hit with that, okay? And because of the stories we tell ourselves. Turn your attention away from the problems and for a few minutes celebrate God. The more you look at the problem, the bigger it grows. The more you look at to God, the quicker the problem is reduced to its proper size. Somebody turn to Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2, and read that for me. But if, if we focus on something, we focus on those problems and so forth, they just grow. Sometimes we just need to physically take, emotionally, immediately take our eyes off of that and intentionally look in a different way, in a different place. What does Psalm 121, 1 and 2 tell us? Look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I look, thank you, I look up. Sometimes we just need to look up, change our focus in whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. All right, let's go to the next one. I need to move on. I'm, I'm getting too far. All right. You take a look at the brain here, and uh, uh, just a real quick uh, brain lesson, I guess, to give you some idea, overview. The thinking brain, the prefrontal cortex, it's the CEO of the brain. It acts more like the traffic control of airplanes landing and everything, and, you know, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff going on there, Okay. It's the center of planning, decision-making circuits, responsible for controlling impulses, motivation, and is, and is impacted by depression in many ways, okay? This prefrontal part right here. And uh, so when we're hit, being hit with depression or anxiety and those type of things, sometimes decisions, making decisions is hard. It just seems like we're just really struggling and uh, we don't know what to do and our motivation is low and so forth. The feeling brain, the limbic system, the emotional part of the brain, uh, responsible for excitement, fear, anxiety, memory, desires, and it's composed of four regions. The uh, uh, hypothalamus controls stress, the amygdala reduces anxiety and fear and negative emotions, or it ramps up the anxiety and fear in the amygdala. Uh, the hippocampus creates long-term memories. The cingulate cortex controls focus and attention. Huge importance in depression. What you focus on makes a huge difference in your mood. Yes? Do you see how that happens? I was going to say, there is a school in Dallas, an elementary school uh, called the Momentous Institute, and they teach children... Uh, they, they only take children coming out of poverty and uh, they teach them all the parts of the brain to help them learn to calm themselves and to settle themselves and they, they the children, kindergartners can all say these names and 
what that part of the brain does so that they can understand I can control myself and I can I can sit down I can you know and it may take a minute to do some breathing exercises but it's fascinating uh, it, the Momentous Institute if you want to look it up it's fascinating what they're doing with young children who live in toxic stress all the time <coughs> So this brings an awareness, okay? Just giving Hammond some type of basic understanding of what's going on here. Don't all of us want to have a basic understanding of what's going on when we move, come into a particular situation? So yeah, in our brains and in our bodies, okay? Uh, you know, just having a basic understanding of what's going on is a healthy thing, okay? I can just, you know... If I'm, the anxiety is really ratcheting up and the, the volume is being turned up on my anxiety, you know, I just need to tell my amygdala, hey, let's bring it down, okay? Okay, Miggy, that's enough, all right? Whatever, okay? Whatever, whatever needs to be done. All right, the next one. The striatum. Uh, these are where your habits, enjoyments, and addictions uh, uh, happen. And uh, depression, depression is often accompanied by bad habits, such as impulsiveness. You can read them, poor coping skills, addiction, uh, and procrastination. And also can include feelings of fatigue and motivation. So anyway, all right, next one. Uh, and when you're in depression, dopamine is reduced, okay? Dopamine is that natural high that we get, okay? Uh, and so forth. The second part of calm is ask. Ask God for help. Let your request be known to God. Philippians 4, 6. What do you want help with today, tonight? I want you to write it or, or make a mentally note, mentally write it. Just think right now for a moment, what do you want God to help you with? Now, I thought this is a great point right here, this next one. Someone read that next point there, that bullet, poot, uh, uh, bullet point right there uh, below that scripture I just read. Starts with reduce. Reduce your request to one statement. Imitate Jesus who taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Thank you. I'm one who will pray with shotgun blasts. I mean, it's, you know, and it's okay, but sometimes our prayers need to be more like arrows and really need to be specific, okay? And pray for this because we use the, uh, you know, the story we tell ourselves, you know, you know, if I'm hosting the dinner and next thing I know it's dirty and blah, blah, and goes on. I can find myself praying, and what do I soon realize? What soon happens? I'm not, not sure if you're tracking with me right now. You get anxious. You get anxious. Be with my kids, uh, this, my job. And, and those things are all good to pray for. I'm not saying to pray for, but if we're not careful, they become an anxiety type thing, and we're just all over the place, okay? And it just goes on and on and on and on. And sometimes we just need to bring it down and pray for that one specific thing, okay? That's right there. That's close to us. 
that we need to work on right now, okay? There are some things we can't. Now, I'm, please, please understand, I, I pray for my children, you know, my grandchildren and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that. But sometimes we just get all over the place, okay? And next thing you know, we're, 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 we've got a story going on in our brains, okay? Happy memories boost serotonin in the anterior cingulate. Serotonin is the neurotransmitter system most commonly targeted by antidepressant medication. So try to think of one happy memory before you go to sleep. That's a practical thing. Just do a mental, just something happened good today, a happy memory, those type of things. Just be proactive, okay, in thinking about something before you go to sleep. Um, the anterior cingulate is like a screen on your computer. There's lots of data on your computer's hard drive, but the screen shows only the part you're paying attention to, which has a big impact on what you end up doing. So the coaching point here is, and it'll probably come back in here, pay attention to what you're paying attention to. That sounds a little crazy, sounds a little weird, but realize what you're paying attention to. Have you found yourself paying attention to something that is just absolutely like, why am I, why? And the next thing we know, we're chasing rabbits and we're, we're man, it's just, we're just spiraling off. And we're not spiraling up, we're spiraling down. Have you ever taken a thought and have it go, what we in San Texas would say, go south on you? I mean, it just, you know, we drill it deep. One of my, I have, when you go to Strengths Finders, we did that through our work and so forth. My, my number one strength is strategic. Makes sense because I was a catcher. Okay, I could, play, I could play five plays out. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that that's, there's a whole lot of stuff behind that, a whole lot of baggage behind that, okay? But that was one thing. I could see what could happen and what might happen, okay? All right? So that's a strength. In anxiety and in worry and in depression, it becomes a weakness. Why? Why would you think that? I'm not in control, but I'm strategizing. My strategy in that situation is not going to the positive. It's going to the negative. And I can begin to work out every step. Old catcher over here also, okay? Um, you know, every step that might happen negatively. And I can play it out and almost make myself believe it. Does that make sense? Any kind of sense at all to you? I hadn't thought about it but until I started. So, so this lesson is more for me than for you. Okay? It really is. All right. Can I make a comment? Please. Our, we're actually, it's good and it's bad. We're actually wired to have a conclusion, something final. And one of, one of the things that causes a lot of fear for most people is is the unknown yeah. and so that's really one of the reasons why we're driven to create scenarios hmm. that are going to play out in ways that we fear and so we can account for that 
but that's also what causes anxiety. So wow. it's important to to recognize that sometimes it's we we are choosing a future to worry about in order to avoid the unknown that could cause us a lot more fear. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that. That's an excellent point. Christy, you had a point? And Sarah Young says in her books that when we do that, most of the time we're leaving God out of it. When we're worrying about the future or, or putting those scenarios ahead in our mind and trying to figure that out, most of the time, she says, we're leaving God out of it, which is normal. It's a great, oh, that's, th- thank you for making that point because that's a great point. Because it goes back to what you said, I don't have control. I am a control freak. I'm going to control that situation. I won't say I'm a freak, but I like, I like control. <laughs> Wait a minute, don't say anything else, Kevin. Okay. All right. You got ethics here. Okay. But anyway, but that's right. We leave God out of it. We, we won't control. That's what, those are great points. Excellent points. Okay. How did my brain get this way? One of the big things now, and, and, and especially in, in the kids that I work with and, um, uh, and, and others, Sean, uh, you know, uh, and others that uh, with ad, you know, adverse childhood experiences, the trauma, there's a trauma screening that we'll give. And every intake I do, I do a trauma screening of, you know, whether it be... Uh, uh, Father's uh, in jail. Is there alcohol? Has there been divorce? Has there been, uh, you know, some type of, you know, uh, loss of life and various other things? I mean, there's a list. I'm going blank on many of them right now. I did. I took the the this, the screening myself, and I qualified. Okay. All right. I qualified. All right. So we've all. Here's the point. We've all experienced trauma in our lives. Okay. We've all experienced some adverse uh, uh, things in our life, okay, that really, and that will impact our brain circuitry, okay? Current stress level in our life. Stress is a, oh my, Uh, have you ever gone, well, that's not a good question. When you think of stress, I'm trying to frame it. Can you go into a particular place and feel the stress when you go into it? Yeah, and it could be at work, and sometimes it's it's in the home. Okay. Uh, you don't have to go into it; you just think about it. Ah, that's right. It's exactly right. You can, th- yeah, you can think about it. It's exactly right. That's and that's what's happening in that brain circuitry. Thank you for making that point. Okay. In other words, you can think about it, okay, and then begin to feel it, not even if you go into that particular environment, okay? It doesn't have to be a place, it can be a person. Yeah, it'd be a person, okay? So stress comes at us in all different ways, shapes, forms, and fashions, okay? And stress is a huge, huge, huge thing in terms of depression, okay? And then the level of social support. We need each other. I'm going back again. We talked about that. That's why we need each other. We talked about in a depressive state, when we're in depression, lots of times we just isolate. Bill gave, uh, I won't say a wonderful illustration, but an illustration, okay, very pointed illustration as he began. 
with the lights off and that type of thing and isolated, okay? And we have a tendency to want to do that. And, um, uh, and then sometimes we get in those conditions, okay? And that doesn't make us bad. That doesn't make us wrong. It's just, it is just a very hard place to be in. And, and, but we got to know that, that hey, some social support is, is necessary for us, okay? Coach, can I say something? Please about? do. I am going to make a shameless plug for counseling because there are, there are, and you don't have to come see me, but somebody. Uh, studies have, are, have shown that, pe that when people uh, use medication for treatment, it's only effective about 20 to 30% of the time when not accompanied by psychotherapy. Hmm. The reason for that is because dealing with the brain chemistry is only one part of yeah. what you're doing. Also, being able to name what you're feeling is, a, it, it, it releases some of those chemicals that you're talking about and that forms connection. And so that can happen in counseling because sometimes we don't want to go out and have to act all bubbly, but we can go to a place and talk to somebody that can, can help us figure out what we're feeling. So I think it's, that's an important thing for us to, to think about in, in that social connection. Absolutely. Great, great point. Excellent point. Okay. Because indeed, I like what you just said, and, it's, and, it's, and it says in here somewhere along the line, is that uh, having someone help us name it, to say it, to speak it, is very, very important. Extremely important. What now? It does. It does. Okay, and how 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 in in our let's say in our relationship in the home when when we're able to finally have the courage to say whatever it may be the worry the anxiety hey I'm, I am really struggling with this okay and then being able to get it there and then being able to say ah so that's what it is okay and then being able to connect and, and to feel, okay? But sometimes it's, we, we just don't feel safe enough. I know, it's, it's hard, okay? Being an old coach, I don't, being, almost, you know, fired up, you know, my favorite phrase and known for, hey, get fired up, be excited, be thrilled. You know, that's what I was known for, okay? But there's been days I, I don't have any fire. And I'm not thrilled. And yet, but I don't want you to know that because that's not who, that's not the identity that Coach has developed all his life. I don't want you to know that. And almost to the point of being ashamed about it. Why can't I get fired up again? Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, the L, leave your concerns with God. Guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus is the part of that passage. What do you need to leave completely at his feet tonight? Think that one through. One specific thing you wanted to ask him for. What is one thing you want to leave at his feet? Let him take charge. Let God do what He is so willing to do. God does not need our help, counsel, or assistance. I hereby resign as ruler of my universe. 
Is, is there a consequence of asking for help and leaving it at his feet? But now? I said yes, but it's usually positive for me. I can be free of that worry and just continue to pray that he's he's handling it. He's working on my behalf. He's yes. performing it. When I enter the situation that I can be with I can be peaceful. Yes. That that is a consequence. That there is peace. I've let it go. I've let it go. But I like control also. So I'm going to somehow or another at times I will find an opportunity maybe to climb off the altar. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm a teacher and I've been teaching for um, 30 years. And um, I see it, the anxiety and the worry and the stress in children, like really bad. And that's where I have a hard time because as adults, you know what we're all saying and you can pray and all that, but it's hard to teach a child to not worry. And I see it more and more and more. We have kids that have complete meltdowns with the state mandated test. Um, I mean, literally like hysterical crying. Um, I have kids in Lakeside, they're eight years old, nine years old, um, threatening suicide. I mean, it's just, and I'm in a great school, so I don't know. Um, the children is a real concern for me. Um, I, I have one right now on like about five different medications. Doesn't want to come to school. Or chase out in the woods. I mean, it, it's you know. So I, I don't see the depression. I do see some depression, but the anxiety and the worry is very severe. So I don't know who all in here is therapist or whatever, but. I would think that you work with a lot of children. Um, it's really scary. It's really sad. You bless your heart. You're 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 right on the front lines, and uh, uh, you know I've 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 before becoming a therapist, I spent 30 years in in, in education, you know, and so forth, and uh, I've seen it ramping up every year. And you're right in that. What grade do you teach? Well, I do special education. You do special education? Like 9 and 10 year old. Yeah, okay, that age, 9 and 10. So they definitely have some of the worry. It is, it is uh, uh, my caseload, I'm going to put it that way, is made up of more uh, depression, anxiety, uh, as much as anything that I deal with. Now, there's a lot of other traumas. But like you said, uh, the anxiety, the depression, all this, it knows no socioeconomic uh, at all. It, it's across the board, okay? So uh, strategies and those type of things, uh, there's nothing simple about it, but the fact of being with that child, being present with that child, when they're in, in there, okay? Your child is going through anxiety and stress. Just first step, be present and be there. And listen. And listen. Now, there's other things, some things to do, but those two are right there, okay? Are right there. And yet, y'all, my. But thank you for sharing that.
Uh, just a little change can be enough to push you away from depression and in an upward spiral to a happier state. In a complex system like the brain, even a little shift can change the resonance of the whole system. I'm going to go back again, a little thing. So anything with that child, something play, uh, that attention, attending to, uh, will make a huge difference. It doesn't have to be big. And somehow or another we think that it does when we see so many uh, problems, okay? All right, I'm trying, I'm running out of time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what am I got left here? All right, you see anxiety and worry. Uh, you can read those things, okay? And uh, uh, the one thing I want to, you know, worry and anxiety are two of the symptoms and the cause of depression. The circuits that help plan, problem solve, make decisions are the same circuits that lead to worrying, okay? You're using the same, same circuits there. Uh, um, coaching point. Next slide. Meditate on good things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, lovely, good report, uh, virtue, if anything is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Don't meditate on the mess. How many of us have ever meditated on the mess? Have you meditated on the mess? Man, when we are worrying, we, we're, we're, doing, we're meditating on the mess, okay? I get stuck, I get stuck, and I meditate on the mess, okay? When I reflected after Kevin and I had a conversation earlier in the day, well, I was meditating on the mess, okay? I was, and I don't like that. So, uh, keep your mind focused on good things. And uh, practice seeing the beautiful and the good and the things that are around. I'm going to invite you out to my farm anytime you want to come. Okay? I've got a lake. I've got a kitchen. I've got playground equipment. I've got beautiful walking paths. Okay? I've got horses. I've got bicycles. Okay. Um, an on-site chef. On-site chef. Okay. Uh, it's actually Shelby Farms. Okay. All right. I just call it mine. Okay. It belongs to the father. But hey, I go out there. <laughs> I go out there every morning. It's, it's his. Okay. So I just call it mine. I just, you know, it's on loan. You know, and so I'll go out there most every morning, okay, to meditate and to see the beauty there. It's gotten to the point where, where I used to go to my baseball field or my football field. I sat in my dugout, and you know, you know, and you know, nothing like white lines, cut grass, okay, the smell, you know, it's just, you know, I'd meditate there. Well, I'm, you know, now I'm going to Shelby Farms, okay? <laughs> So anyways, I just call it mine. But you're welcome to come. Okay, please do. All right. But see the beauty. I see the beauty there. The lake, the ducks, the geese. So do that. Make yourself. All right, here we go. Last thing. Last two things. First of all, make a decision. Anxiety and worrying are provoked by possibility, not certainty. More choices equal more to worry about, so reduce your options and make a quick decision whenever possible. 
Make a good decision. Stop trying to make a perfect decision. Have you ever got there where you've said, hey, you just, and you just wrestle and trying to make that perfect? Make a good decision. That, that's been one of the most helpful things to me that I've come across. Just make a good decision and move on. Second thing, go for good enough. Don't try to be perfect. Okay, now, hey, I'm all for one. Hey, I want to do it right and I want to do it well and all of that kind of stuff. But there comes a point where you just got to go for good enough. Okay, repeat after me. Make a decision. Make a decision. Go for good enough. Go for good enough. All right. And you know what you say, instead of trying to buy a perfect car, a perfect used car, buy a good one. And you see the scenario there. Just do it. Okay? All right. I'm out of time. You see some lists, that last one right there. Uh, I've given you some points there. Uh, one of the things that we talked about as we began talking, uh, even before y'all came in, there's just so much uh, social media, so much stuff that really does create anxiety. You, let's, you need to disconnect. We need to unplug. Okay? And when doing so, then we can be calm. Use those things that I just shared with you that Max Lacato gives. All right? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Coach.